10 Things Your Child Should Know, stories about black history, and they can't pull us up, are all books you can find out more about on our website, blackineducation.com. You know, most of the funding for public schools come from the states themselves. Many people, a lot of people will think that it's the federal government, that the federal government really controls our school system or they're giving a lot of money to states. It's not really so. The states don't necessarily have to take the money for the federal government. They take it for the purpose of of helping you know, low-income students or to do certain programs. They take a certain portion of the money. But in fact, generally speaking, about 92% of the money for public schools in this country comes from state and local sources. The federal government only provides about 8% of the money that goes to public schools. In, 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 the, in the school year of 2018 and 2019, about $800 billion went to public schools throughout the country. Only about 8%, as I mentioned, came from the federal government, as I've said. 47% came from state funds, the states themselves, and another 45% came from local funds, like local property taxes or local sources, and that's kind of how it works. In fact, in 2018 and 2019 school year, on a national basis now, just speaking nationally, 37% of the total amount of money going to public schools came from local property taxes. So the property taxes and the value of the homes in those areas make a big difference in terms of the school and the quality of the school and the quality of education you might get. So let's say if one local school system, you know, one school may have this and another school may not have it in, a, in a right next to that school system. One school system might, might have you know, music teachers and they may have cleaner bathrooms and they may have theater and art classes. They may have science labs that are fully stocked with all the resources and tools they need. They may have new library books, new books in the library, or even textbooks for every child and that type of thing. That makes a difference when it comes to the quality of education. Even the ability for teachers to be able to hand out homework or create homework that you take home may, may be impacted on the amount of textbooks that children have access to. If they can't take the textbook home, they may not be able to study and do the same type of work. So I've read about cases like the cases that were going on in Michigan, for example, where there are students who complain of there being something like 30-something or 34 students in a class and only six textbooks among them, where there are just not enough textbooks for students in a class. Or in a case where it was claimed that a student taught a middle school math class for a certain time when the school was not able to get a substitute teacher in to teach middle school math. In another instance, I heard of uh, situations where children having to stand up during class because there were not enough desks in the room for, the ch for them to sit at, or they used the teacher's desk to sit at. Another instance I've heard of and read about, children having to play in the halls and walk around the halls during recess because the playground or their gym was not safe or it needed repairs, and they weren't able to do it, so they played and had recess in the halls. Things like that makes a difference, and it's kind of crazy when you think about it. When you have a high-quality education, it leads directly to opportunities in the society. It may be more lucrative jobs, maybe ability to go to college and do well, maybe even the ability to open up your own business and, and, and entrepreneurship because you're learning new things and you have certain skills that may help you in the area. It leads to a lot in our, in our, our society. So we have to ask ourselves, if the system of local property taxes and wealth, if that's really holding back too many of our schools and too many of our students, is it really keeping them in poverty and helping to create a cycle of poverty that we just can't break out of? You know, Thurgood Marshall spoke to this very issue when he wrote his most famous dissent in the, the San Antonio School District versus Rodriguez case that happened in the 1970s. He said, the court decides today, in effect, that a state may constitutionally vary the quality of education it offers to its children in accordance with the amount of taxable wealth located in the school district within which they reside. The majority's decision represents an abrupt departure from the mainstream of recent state and federal court decisions concerning the unconstitutionality of state educational financing schemes depending upon taxable local wealth. More unfortunately, though, 
The majority's holdings can only be seen as a retreat from our historic commitment to the equality of educational opportunity and as an unsupportable acquiescence in a system which deprives children in their earliest years of the chance to reach their full potential as citizens.